You're listening to the number one FM food talk show in Hampton Roads, Grits with Deb and Fitz. Broadcasting to you live at the 757, home of fried blue crabs, Yakaman, and the birthplace of American barbecue. Get the inside scoop on the personalities shaping our food scene. Discover cheap and delicious meals available locally, and explore the unexpected ways food and culture intersect. Food talk, the way it should be. Pander free, no apologies. This is Grit with Deb and Fitz. Hey everybody, I'm Deb. Hey, I'm Fitz. Deb. Fitz. I'm feeling older these days than ever before. What's going on? So my lady friend whose name I cannot mention really <laughs> wanted to get it get it on last night, and I did not feel up to getting it on last night. Well, why not? Well, I mean, it was like you're two a dude, the- shouldn't you? It, 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 was, it was it was like two in the morning, which she seems to like to get frisky at night, like some uh-huh. vampire love or something. But, and yeah, okay. she is about how uh, oh Nick will have to get that one. She gets upset about how like dark it is in 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 the in the apartment. But yet, you know, she wants to get it on at like three a.m. listening to some like typo negative or something. I added the type of she. I have no okay. idea. Is that a band? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Sorry, it's a blood this type is, though. This is. A oh, good, get, I get vampire blood type. I'm with you. Well, there's a band called Type oh, Negative. Oh. He, uh, Peter Steele. He looked vam- vampiric. Yeah. No clue. Where you're okay. About. Okay. But, but probably yeah, most artists. But yeah, like it's like it's like two something in the morning. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. I'm a little gassy. Like, oh, all know, right. And I just didn't, I didn't feel like, you know, getting into it. And like, uh-huh. that doesn't happen often. But, and, and like, that's the first time that that really in recent, that I can remember recently that I was just like, I don't want to have sex. Wow. And, then, and then it was bad because then, like, I had this very, like, 2 a.m. reaction where I went, Ugh. <laughs> and, like, I can't not imagine that went over well. No, no. And she, she looked at me first, like, really? And then, like, <laughs> And then I then I felt bad, you know, and, and uh-huh. I was just, and then I pulled the most like, I have no balls line. Everyone like, well, can't we just cuddle? And, <laughs> and, like, I- and like, but she and she was like, yeah, but she didn't really cuddle. Well, she just gave me the rollover. <laughs> so here I am sitting with my like left arm over her, really just wanting to relax, and she yeah. just wanted to get some, you know. And so women have needs too. No, no, I get it, I get it. And, but, uh-huh. but but see, this isn't the only thing. A lot of things are going on right now around me that are making me feel old. Well, we've been talking about this for some time, though. This is not new. This isn't new. Well, that was new. I'm, I'm normally <laughs> like, oh, you want to have sex? Pants off. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> are they like breakaway pants? Break, yeah, full breakaway. You know, people, people don't know that about me. But uh, but but yeah, like um, normally I'm like that. But then the other uh-huh. thing that's making me feel old is this monstrous white rat beef that we have oh my going god on. are we going to i cannot well, i cannot no, with you if i hear eminem one more time do you um, want to read do you want to recap for i don't, the, 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 I don't know machine gun kelly okay so, so this young this young white <laughs> rapper machine gun kelly yeah. he's probably like 20 12 no, he's like 22 23, something like that uh-huh. he's beefing with eminem okay and the reason why it's making me feel old is because like you know when i was uh, you know i guess in my 20s and everything we just it got to a point where we accepted Eminem was like the one white guy that could do it. Right. Okay. And now there's like, there's like three white guys that some people think are legitimate uh-huh. as MC. So it's, it's Eminem of course. This and, is fascinating. And then machine okay. gun Kelly. And then that guy G easy, I guess. So the other is the other one, right? Sure. So the, the reason why I'm feeling old uh-huh. is because I'm just assuming like, all right, well Eminem's just going to kill all these guys. 
but everyone's like talking about how like Eminem's not relevant because he's 44 mm. and and all this kind of stuff and like I would and then you know Eminem's too sexist and Eminem's too I know the sexist thing's been around with him for a while yeah. but like it's very much like oh look at the cute old man rapping and like, is that what's happening? Well, yeah, there's a lot of dismissal because of his age. And I'm sitting there going, man, there was a time when like people were afraid of this dude. And now people are just like, yeah, what's that, you know, geriatric dude going to say, you know what I'm saying? And like, and, it, and it's weird because it's like, is he rapping about AARP? Like, you know, I, change what he's rapping about? like I don't know. I don't what's know. happening? But, uh, but you've, I, I've, the funny thing is I've tried to involve Dev in this. Every day. It's like, so in my feed, Dev. So this is what happened. This new dude, g Easy and Bone Thugs. I'm just like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, why are there like these multiple? This all goes back to you though. How? Because Deb came to me for an episode of, couple uh, oh my god i know was like see, no we, uh, hold, no let me say and we've gotten feedback and they say you're talking over me sandy so let's oh lies lies <laughs> so, and fairy tales but no no so so um you wanted me to be involved in the top 10 you know, hip-hop mc list so know, i had to do i had to do all uh-huh. this research Ooh, right but like an hour no i i did some serious research we talk about this like every week but go oh, on. okay but i had to do this research and so uh-huh. now in my feed <laughs> All this stuff is like popping up. Oh, it's all my fault. It does go back to that search for that show. Okay, regardless. So yeah, yeah, so like I'm like really blown away that everyone's like, what's this old dude going to say? And then shoot to like these USA Today articles and all these articles of people that are just like, yeah, this old guy is not relevant. And I'm thinking... Whoa, like... I don't know if it is relevant anymore. See what I'm saying? I'm not sure he is. And you're older than me. You know what? Do you you know got what about saying? one more time to talk about <laughs> how old I am. We we gonna get it. I didn't say how old you are. I just said you're older than me. Anyway, we're not even. Are going you feeling? Are you feeling old about about the the entertainers that we came up with? I mean, am I feeling old? Well, I no, don't feel old. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. With the exception of Beyonce, because you worship at that altar. I, are there any <laughs> other artists? Are there any other artists uh-huh. that you like? really love yeah that like are considered relevant anymore because i mean i I know you're a huge janet jackson jackson fan and she's mm-hmm. looking like a pincushion wow i mean did you see wow. how she and, and, and you know wow <laughs> well she just looks so different you know like i mean you know people do look differently as they age yeah yeah and yeah. you know she just had a baby like you know, oh yeah no, that's ago. right I, can't, I keep forgetting so about i kind of feel well, like it was over a year ago no i think about a year ago oh, okay, okay so i All mean right. it's not like well she just she just looks so she looked very very much older well, that I'm that, used to seeing her. Well, yeah. I should have said that nicer, but but <laughs> but like, but no. I mean, do you do you find that where it's like all the stuff I mean, that, that you like is not really relevant anymore? No, I think my stuff is relevant. I, I mean, name something that's relevant that you're listening to besides Beyonce. Besides Beyonce. I mean, like I still listen to Jay Z. He's still relevant. See, that's the thing. I, I, I don't. I think. See, but I, love I think he. I think he would be put in that. But how can you comment when you don't? You're not a hip hop person. Like, how are you gonna comment on Jay? Well, no. I mean, well, he's the same. We're talking about the same age. Right, but I feel like period. Jay is selling more than M. Like, I don't know about sales. I think that I think. Shh. 
444 versus I didn't even know M had an album coming out until you told me. Like well, you right, had to tell me. Well, right, I know right now the album. Why are we? You're see, this is the thing. <laughs> Deb hates that I ever talk about the one white dude that can oh, rap. Oh my so god! Now, I'm not trying to. Because, de- I'm not trying to debate with you sales. Okay, I'm not trying to get into sales. <laughs> I understand. Say, I find it real is a, interesting. Oh, this me, is the let only let thing you can talk about. Let me just let me just qualify it real quick. Yes, hip hop is a black art form. I'm not trying to say it's not. Okay, I get it. Like no one's. Tr- I don't even really listen to hip hop. But when you roll out with Jay Z is relevant right now, I, I I think there's a lot of people. There are a lot of the same people that would say that Eminem's not relevant. Will mm-hmm. also say Jay Z is not relevant. They would point to people like Kendrick Kendrick Lamar, or they would point to uh, the other, the dude you like a lot. You. Uh, the childish Gambino or they would point mm-hmm. there would be a lot of other people they would point to mm-hmm. before they would point at Jay-Z they would say he had his time that's before okay so let's not argue about sales or anything mm. so what else think about it what else do you listen to because like you know Prince is dead he, and he you is. love Prince yeah I don't think that either one of us at this point are listening to things that a lot of people would consider relevant I mean you're neither one of us listen to mumble rap neither one of us give no. two sh- Sure, I'll agree. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. Well, I mean, so, like, I feel like I've never really, like, I I mean, well, you, even more so than me, really, you don't listen to what's on the charts, though. Well, no, I mean, well, 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 MTV put rock music in its grave in terms of mainstream stuff for a long time ago. So, like, Mm -hmm. if somebody like me listens to a lot of metal, that's definitely not a thing. But Mm -hmm. it's just even the icons of popular music Mm -hmm. that I would have some you know, familiarity with are really not considered to be relevant in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, I think that the, the artists that I listen to are relevant, maybe, maybe like in their genre. Like, I mean, like I listen to Leslie or Erica Badu or Jill Scott. Like if they put out an album tomorrow, that's all going to be super buzz To us old people. But I'm, but I'm saying you're not, they're not going to drive. My daughter would be excited about a Jill album. She, she would. <laughs> I can speak to that because I kind of know her. You, what I've it is, met her what before, it is you haven't so. given the, you haven't given this as much thought as I have because everybody you're reeling off, and I understand I shouldn't be talking about them because I listen to metal, but like <laughs> everybody you're listening to, I associate with the past. Okay, they're not going to be the ones well, that are going to trend set. They're not going to be the ones that are going to trend. They're not trend setting. I don't think right you're now. necessarily up to speed on Leslie's new album either, though. Like I don't think that you could say that. Like I, I feel like if you're not kind of in entrenched in that, and I'm not saying that's because you're listening to Mel. I'm just saying is that's not your thing that you're into. Then how can you like judge whether or not it's relevant? Well, I think it's relevant to a certain demographic, but I don't I, mm. I don't think that in terms of what is shaping popular culture right now, a lot of these people that we're talking about mm-hmm. are really gonna be are really shaping culture because right, well, of well, who is shaping culture then? Like who would you A make? lot of people that we don't we don't like. A lot of people you make fun of me for trying to keep up with. Like I'm I'm you know, you were making fun of me about uh Machine Gun Kelly, you were making fun of me about Little Pump, you're you're making fun of me about uh uh what's his face too, the uh who? The dude with Who? the the guy that got beat up. Uh, <laughs> the guy that got beat. He up. did the Nicki Minaj thing. This this shows you how old I, I am. Right no now. idea. What you're well, talking that's about. my point. I don't think you know either. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I, I think we've gotten old. Is what's going on. Well, 
I think, see, you can speak for yourself. I have not gotten the old. I think that my tastes have always been refined. And so, you know, I like a very particular kind of thing and it may not necessarily be what's driving, you know, sales or whatever. I think that's, that's me. Now you, you, I guess you are getting old. I don't know what to tell you, but that's not Dev. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I'm sorry you're feeling old. I mean, but they, we've been talking about this for a minute. Like, well, no, no, I yeah, definitely, but like it, it really shocked me that everyone was like, "What's this old dude gonna talk?" I mean, I mean, he's getting older. Well, so were all these people you reeled off, but you're yeah. telling me that, that it's it, that they're driving popular culture, which they're not. I think you can argue Beyonce is to some degree still, but I think she's almost on the back end of that too. I just don't. Oh, ooh, ooh, I do. The opinions expressed by this. Well, I think. Well, I think. I think that she. I think she changed it up enough. Mm-hmm. And, and because of what her background was in the sense of there was, that stuff was a little safer than what she's doing now. It was a little less avant-garde than what she's doing now. So she, I think progressed and, and did a thing that is in the mold of like Prince and Michael and things that, that, that had longevity longer than some others have, but okay. even they faded with time. I mean, honestly, for, in, in ter- yeah, in terms Ooh. of shaping, listen, Prince never t- tell faded, me, tell me, like, what? <laughs> His concerts always sold out. No, no, all of these old people, all listen, all of these old people are the ones. Listen to me, hold on a minute. (laughs) All of these old people are the ones that are still selling concert tickets. I mean, oh my God. I mean, well, it's okay. I'm not saying they're not relevant to a certain portion of the public. (laughs) Old people. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind (laughs) of is. Like, like, and then, you know, if if you and I, I, what I do is I sit down now. Uh This has been ever since this, uh, this, I have to do this top 10 hip hop list. Deb's never done the top 10 metal list and never will, but I had to do top 10. Oh, hip-hop. but I would if you asked, but you just Yeah, and it asked. would be like every bad 80s metal band on there. You know what? Again, you know. But, again. But I don't want to get on that. Though. Oh, you know, but, I wonder but, why. But we'll be, be, you know. but uh-huh. so, so like, so anyways, like I'll, I'll go through and I'll try to pitch it to like, what, what is that? Like 300 million views. Mm-hmm. And then like all the people we're talking about with the exception of Beyonce, the, their view levels are like, you know, three, five, seven, maybe 13, maybe 15, maybe 30 million. Uh-huh. But like, you know, Migos, 350 million. Well, you gotta like the Migos. You don't listen to the Migos? I know who they are. Yeah, well, I know who they are too, but we don't really listen to them. That's, uh-huh. You know what I'm okay. saying? And, but, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think it's past us now. Well, I mean, I will admit, okay, so getting older, obviously your taste kind of change and evolve. And so like, you know, not everybody is, you know, down with amigos i'm not even gonna lie like i just learned last year that there were three of them and it's short for amigos i was like oh did you know that that was short for amigos do you see what i'm saying wait hold on on. you just sounded so hold on did you know that you sounded like you have got a cane and you're on a respirator (laughs) did you know that though yes you knew that was short for amigos don't ask me about scarface do not ask me about scarface (laughs) name one scarface song another another gay another guy who's not relevant anymore that's what i'm name one scarface song why do you always (laughs) name a single metal band formed in after 2005 north lane you said north land not north lane oh no it is north lane (laughs) it's not my phone i don't we gotta go to break all right okay all right all right okay go to break oh we're going to break we'll be right back at (laughs) at the crack of dawn kevin jameson and his team are out picking tomatoes at new earth farm in pungo 
By noon, they're slicing them up at Commune to put on sandwiches made with homemade breads and to make tomato sauce for the next season. For Jameson and his team, farm-to-table isn't some fad, it's life. Kevin owns Commune and New Earth Farm, and the team knows your lunch from seed to service. Sure, it's next-level farm-to-table. Commune means local. It means sustainable. It means no lemons because lemons don't grow here. It means changing the menu to match the harvest. So when a farmer from Pungo tells Kevin the tomato harvest this year is the best in a decade, you'd better believe a tomato gazpacho gets on the menu. It means treating the ingredients and the earth with respect. It means knowing their suppliers from the farmers to the fishermen. Farm-to-table at Commune means real food. They're over 90% local and working every day towards a 100% guarantee. Commune in the Vibe District in Virginia Beach. And now in the Neon District in Norfolk and online at communeva.com. Eat real food. That was a delicious dinner, except... It didn't cost enough. Exactly. Those flowers are gorgeous. Are you sure? I didn't pay full price. Well, when you put it that way, I guess they are kind of ugly. Don't turn down the best deal in town. Shop the Save 30 store at save30.com. Save 30% on gift certificates to local shops, restaurants, and services. Shop local, save local at save30.com. Hey guys, we are back, and Deb, yeah, you have been watching what Serena Williams has been up to. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like I'm, I have to, because <laughs> she's awesome. But uh, so recently, she competed in the U.S. Open Finals, um, and it was a match that'll go down in history. Not because you know she won another Grand Slam, as a matter of fact, she lost. Um, but initially, the umpire um, issued a warning during that game um, over coaching from the grandstands, um, and so there was a little bit of a verbal altercation about that which then led into Williams throwing her racket and she was docked a point for that she vented a little bit to the umpire um, and in response he gave Williams a third violation for verbal abuse which caused her to lose an entire game um, and so she wound up losing to Naomi Osaka who you know points and kudos go to her because it's, she's the first Japanese person to uh, to actually win the US Open but um, earlier today was announced that she's been fined an additional $17,000 and so I'm talking about Williams here um, because that's her punishment so not just did she lose a game and was docked a point but she, you know $17,000 and so um, Billie Jean King tweeted earlier today when a woman is emotional she's hysterical and she's penalized for it um, when a man does the same he's outspoken and there are no repercussions thank you Serena Williams for calling out this double standard more, more voices are needed to do the same and I watched it and just thought about how absolutely egregious um, this entire thing was. I mean, we're talking about, you know, arguably the greatest athlete of our time, and she's been tested for performance-enhancing drugs more than any other player in the sport. She was banned from wearing a catsuit, which actually was going is a compression catsuit, which actually helps her with her blood clots that she has at the French Open. She's been criticized for her physique, and you know, it's just it just seems like it's one thing after another that happens with Serena. I, I just I don't understand, and so I think. I just wanted to use my segment and just use my time a little bit to think to to say that Serena, the, her the treatment that she gets is just really unfair and it's completely unnecessary and uh, and and shame on the U.S. Open. Well, I think I think that the uh, the chairman, the judge, was the was the guy that was at fault here. I would like somebody to not bring up John McEnroe or Jimmy Connors as the example, though. A lot of people thought. I, I was watching tennis back then in my youth. A lot of people thought that a lot of people hated John McEnroe. A lot of people were like, he's a brat. 
He's he's he doesn't respect you know people. He's this. He's that. The the idea I've seen this on the news that like that John McEnroe was like lauded by the general population for his behavior is not correct. People that like anti heroes and bad boys definitely clung to people like John McEnroe and Jimmy Connors, but he also would would definitely have things where people would penalize him for stuff. That's not comparable. I don't think it's also twenty years ago. We live in a different time. Uh, that that guy for whatever reasons that he penalized her like that, he should have stepped back. He should have been like, this is the finals of the U S open. I believe if she would have won, it would have been, she would have tied the all time most winning grand slam. That's right. Yep. And so like, I, I agree that that guy was, was a horrible, it was, it was definitely on him and the whole thing is ridiculous. And it basically, it's kind of like when a, when a, a, a boxing referee steps in and like, you know, does a bad standing eight count when one's not needed or, uh, you know, a, a boxer gets up, he's still ready to fight and they call it off. Like it's a bad call and it, it or, you know, and it, it, it puts the referee into it and decides the outcome to some degree and that's bad. I don't know if that's necessarily sexism. I think, it, uh. well, I, what, we don't know the dude. We don't know the dude. I'm just saying it's never happened in the history of the game. And so just ironically it happens to Serena. Come on now. Well, it can't be he he's like isn't he also for lack of a better way of saying it brown? I can't remember what ethnicity. Well, I'm is. not I'm saying it's, So it's not I, racial. I, I should, wasn't even saying or, that it was or, racial. I'm saying it, sexist. Not, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was a really bad call. I think that he should not have put himself in it like that, but I've been hearing like these these uh comparisons to like, you know, Jimmy Connors could get away with this or John McEnroe well, could get away with this. said something recently like I'd like, rather hear that comparison. If Nadal He's complained about him as a matter of fact. Who's complained about Nadal him? Nadal has complained about this particular umpire. Okay. Well, and and yeah. said that he called him an idiot, I believe. If I'm well, that's the thing. That so right. Nadal, who's a man, doesn't like him either. Mm-hmm. I, I think the But re- he can take away Nadal's point. Was he I don't know if he was if he was chairing uh Nadal's He was. Okay. Yeah, he called him that in the middle of a game. Well, I mean, it, it could be. I'm not saying it's not possible. I just mm-hmm. know that everyone's. I, I've I've watched ESPN and and they're all the commentators were like, you know, when John McEnroe did this, and I'm like, John McEnroe hasn't played a set of tennis in like 20 <laughs> years. Like, I was I was in my early teens watching John McEnroe, and and I remember my aunt going, "He's such an idiot. He's such an asshole." Blah 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 blah. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, like <laughs> like let's talk about Nadal, or let's talk about somebody now that's like you know effing up. Or that's not being treated, uh, you know, in an equal way. But I mean, I mean, but you know, I think it's almost par for the course with Serena now. Like, I just think it's just like one thing after another that she gets called out on that other people don't. I, I just, I don't. The suit thing bothered me a lot, and I do think there's something sexist about the suit thing mm-hmm. because she does have a medical condition. She, yeah. she gets blood clots. Uh, Deb had me watch two documentaries <laughs> about Serena back to back, and I understand she's got blood clots, and and she should. I saw the thing. And I mean, unless they're popping out. Oh my! Like sir, she should be able sir. to wear whatever she's wearing for her health. So I think that's, I think that's almost like a lawsuit. Honestly, she should okay. she, she should sue them for whatever was what was the amount seventeen thousand. Sorry, yes, seventeen thousand. Yes, to 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 you know to get the seventeen grand she was fined back for having an argument with the with the umpire. But I don't know, like. 20 years ago is a different time, Deb. Yeah, I know. I just, I just, you know, Serena is my girl. I feel like I know her. Um, but like, I just, I just feel like every week there's something else that something is happening to her and it's, it's just completely unfair. And I'm just like, you know, 
again, arguably, she is the greatest athlete of our of our time and of our generation. And like, but she does not get the respect that she deserves, and it just bothers me every single time. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to be back with Seth Kasana of Work Magazine in just a minute. They say not to take your work home with you, but when you're a renowned chef and your home has a vegetable garden, it's tough not to let the two mix a little. At Cobalt Grill in Hilltop, executive chef Alvin Williams is constantly on the hunt for the freshest, most local ingredients. From local fishermen to local farmers to his own backyard, from chicken penne and a champagne cream to a half rack of lamb, chef Alvin handpicks the menu and sometimes even the ingredients. Learn more and stop into Cobalt Grill today in Hilltop and online at cobaltgrill.com. When you want to celebrate the entire experience of dining, not just the food, but conversation, setting, the feel, you start by choosing the right spot. A classic 1920s building, an era when style was never sacrificed. A part of town with some character. I mean, a little gritty, up and coming, like a boxer who's finally ready to take the prize. 17th Street in the Vibe District, not far from the beach. Some green space where you can grow food and put your money where your mouth is when you talk about truly locally sourced ingredients. A craft beer selection so diverse that even beer snobs don't know where to begin. And when you say an inspired menu, you better mean it. Octopus tacos, bacon sliders, beef and burrata salad, house-made noodles. This is a place you want to go, right? That's Esoteric Restaurant. All the ingredients to celebrate not just food, but the dining experience. You bring the good conversation, Esoteric Restaurant will do the rest. Esoteric, in the Vibe District at 17th and the Boulevard. EsotericVB.com Hey everyone, we're back with Seth Kasana from uh, Work Magazine. Seth, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Uh, the magazine that, uh, that you do, uh, Work Magazine, is... Uh, just an incredible publication. It, it touches on a, a lot of, you know, it's a complete Virginia cultural review. A lot of really cool things from different areas in the state about art and music. Why did you want to do that? Like, what, where did the idea come to put together something so ambitious like that? Well, when we started back in 2013, it was only the Fredericksburg Cultural Review. Gotcha. Um, Stephen Graham, who's the co-founder, and I, we both were involved in the art scene where we live in Fredericksburg mm -hmm. and we saw all kinds of great stuff happening around us, but didn't always, um, see that they got the kind of publicity that they were, that they deserved. Gotcha. Uh, and at the same time, our friends who weren't maybe in those immediate circles, uh, would complain that, Oh, there's nothing going on around here. There's never anything to do. It's so boring. And we were like, what are you doing? Just open your eyes. But, you know, <laughs> to be fair, like you're saying, if they weren't already in the know, if they weren't already clued in, then it was hard for them to, to keep up with the happenings, you know? Yeah. And so that was really kind of the impetus. The, guy, the idea was supposed to be that if you didn't go to these events, if you didn't, weren't already tapped in, that by reading the magazine, you would at least get the gist of what happened and it would inspire you to maybe go out and, and see some of the other things that were coming up. When and that's why we called it work. Cause we, we really wanted to focus on the work that people were doing and to make it feel like you were there when you read it. When did it branch out from just being in Fredericksburg to then covering more of the state? Yeah. So, uh, it's 
printed here in Fredericksburg, and of course we started here in Fredericksburg, so it made sense that we were doing that. But we we always kind of imagined it being uh, that, that we would spread the good word. Yeah. Uh, but in the beginning, that was sort of constrained mm-hmm. to where I could drive in a weekend because I was doing a lot of the deliveries myself at the very beginning. Yeah. And so basically from Alexandria to Richmond along 95, I would go north on one day and I would go south the other day and drop it off in places up and down the road like that. That is dedication. Uh, and that was fine for, <laughs> it was very, I did, and I did the Richmond route for a long time for years after that. It took me a while. Yeah. Uh, quickness, the bike delivery service does it now. Um, but that, uh, and Alexandria too, it mm. took a while for, to fully, uh, uh, get a team that could handle all what we do now. If there's over 400 locations across the state that we distribute to, but, um, Norfolk was actually the first place that we expanded to when we decided that we were going to go to all of Virginia. Mm. Um, the way it happened was that um, we were publishing poetry and uh, short stories and things from some folks that might have been a little farther afield than we would do a full interview on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those people couldn't read it because uh, it wasn't really online in a big way and they definitely couldn't find the print copy down there. And so they're saying, Hey, can we get some down here? So that was the first place where we said, we, you know, we, we had been doing it for about a year. We'd worked out the kinks. We knew that we had a good thing going and we just said, uh, let's make it the Virginia cultural review so that we didn't have to worry about if the things we were writing about were, too far away from Fredericksburg or not. Now it's very simple. It's like, is it happening in Virginia? Does that have something to do with Virginia? If so, it's fair game. We write about anything that's culturally relevant. So we, so what we had done in Fredericksburg, then over the next year or two, we had kind of spiral outwards. So we did Norfolk, set up a route down there, got people going, got writers and photographers. And we went to Charlottesville, Harrisonburg, you know, eventually like Blacksburg, Roanoke, places like that. And so now where we're statewide. Yeah, I, I think that you mentioned it earlier about, uh, you know, people not really uh, highlighting things or not, enough credit not going to people who are doing some really cool things that people not know about them. You guys do a really, really good job of doing that. And specifically, I know you guys came on my radar because in your publication, you were talking about some music and some reviews and some things that, that happened in Hampton Roads from bands that I was plugged into but didn't really see being covered locally. And, and, you know, some of the best stuff. So I, I definitely think that you guys do just an amazing job doing that. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I always pick up a copy when I'm around uh, one of the coffee shops in the area and, and see it. So uh, definitely that's like a, you guys definitely excel at that for sure. Um, talk to me about uh, this event in Fredericksburg you have coming up, uh, Art Attack. Uh, can you give, a, give the listeners a little background on what that is? Yeah, so Art Attack is um, a thing that's been happening in Fredericksburg Fredericksburg for about seven years mm-hmm. uh, and work has become a sponsor to, over that time. Uh, and it's, it's really just like critical mass for artists. If mm-hmm. you've ever seen the critical mass for bicyclists where they all get together in a big group and ride through the streets, you know, uh, it's, it's really like that where artists will come out, set up on the sidewalk, on the streets, in downtown Fredericksburg, and whatever it is that they do, whether it's drawing or painting or sculpting, um, it, 
they do it all day during the day on the main drag where all the shoppers come. Uh, and it's really about sharing the artistic process with the public. People see what you're doing, getting you out of the studio and uh, about solidarity amongst the other artists in town. It's great for new people who maybe are uh, just getting started with their craft mm-hmm. or people who are new to the area who want to want to meet more artists. Uh, and it's just a really good, it's become something that people look forward to uh, in our town uh, and it's grown. When we started, we had maybe 50 or 75 artists and now we're, we're expecting more than 200 awesome. this awesome. year. And then the, this one is coming up in September later in the, in the month, right? Yeah, September 22nd. It, it happens from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. downtown. Uh, you can register ahead of time, or we, we do accept just people who want to walk up and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, check-in is at the Pawn Shop Studio and Gallery, which is down on Main Street, but you really just come. You uh, tell us that you're doing it, and we give you a sign you know, to write your name and stuff on and show that you're part of Art Attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a little artist reception afterwards. And then this year, the new thing that we're doing is there's going to be a block party concert uh, afterwards from 7 to 10. That's open to the public, too. Sammy T's Restaurant is sponsoring it. We're going to close off one of the side streets downtown and, and have some music uh, for my band, LB Brass, and uh, a great Americana band here in Fredericksburg called Cabin Creek. Yeah, I definitely think that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Um, tell me before you go real quick, what, what, what can people look forward to in future? Uh, what, what's, what's going on with work? And so I know you guys just put out the, uh, the newest edition uh, a couple days ago. I uh, saw it on, saw it online and uh, what's coming up for things to watch out for, for work in the future. Well, ever since we've been started, the focus of what we've, been doing has been on the monthly print edition mm-hmm. where that comes out at the beginning of the month yeah. and the stories that we do kind of take a while to put together. Uh, but there's not really anything online or in print that's going on in between. So there's kind of a lag. Gotcha. And what we're really focusing on right now is we'd like to make the online edition of work um, be, have more going on. Gotcha. So we're looking at ways to improve our website and to, to have more stories that we can write about uh, that will only be in the online edition and then have that supplement what we're already doing in print. Because lots of times, you know, we find out about something that's interesting late in the month or we've already got everything filled up for the edition and we can't put anything else in it. Or just the timing's not right. Um, And we'd love to be able to write about those. So getting to a point now where, that can be online. That's the big thing we're working on now. For uh, for more information about work and also for Art Attack, where can they where can people go online to, to learn more uh, about that? You should go to work.org. That's spelled W-H-U-R-K.org for the magazine. And if you're interested in either attending or participating in Art Attack, go to artattackproject.com. Seth, man, I, I really appreciate you going on. The work you're doing has been really awesome for quite a bit of time. I highly recommend everybody pick up a copy of work wherever you can find it at, both in Hampton Roads and other parts of Virginia. Seth, thank you very much again for coming on and uh, telling us a little bit more about work. It's been my pleasure. All right, have a great day, man. Bye.
Ready to get cooking? The Culinary Institute of Virginia's accelerated program means you can earn a bachelor's degree in just two and a half years or an associate's degree in only 15 months. At CIV, you don't just read, listen, and watch. You learn by doing. And from day one, Culinary Institute of Virginia students are taught more than just the science of cooking, but also the economics of running a successful kitchen operation. Culinary Institute of Virginia at ECPI University. Learn more at Chef va.com You look great. Have you been working out? I sure have, and I saved 30% at the gym. I guess you don't look as good as I thought. Let's get some gourmet chocolate. And let's save 30% while we're at it. On second thought, let's get some old potatoes instead. Don't turn down the best deal in town. Shop the Save 30 store at save30.com. Save 30% on gift certificates to local shops, restaurants, and services. Shop local, save local at save30.com. So we're totally out of time. I'm Deb. And I'm Fitz. Bye. Grit with Deb and Fitz is produced by Southern Grit Media. Engineered by Nick Bardaro. Intro music provided by Saltine. Saltine is online at facebook.com slash saltine757. The opinions made on this show do not reflect the opinions of 102.1 The Tide.